Hello, and thank you for joining me for the Saskatchewan Wheat Outlook for August 29th. As always, you can find the detailed written report online at the Sask Wheat website. Although there was little in the way of wheat-specific news last week, wheat futures closed higher on spillover demand from the corn market. Chicago soft red winter wheat futures were up 31 cents to close at $7.84 a bushel. Kansas hard red winter wheat futures were up 39 cents from last week at $8.83 a bushel. Minneapolis hard red spring wheat futures were up 20 cents from last week, closing at $8.94 a bushel. At the time of recording this Monday morning, wheat futures are trading 20 to 35 cents higher in reaction to the Pro Farmer Tour corn yield results. The U.S. Pro Farmer Tour concluded that the average U.S. corn yield would be 7 bushels less than the USDA's number at 168 bushels per acre. Their total production number of 13.76 billion bushels is 6 million bushels less than the USDA's forecast. As far as significant purchases and trades, cash trade was quite quiet last week. We heard a rumor early this morning that Bangladesh is reportedly going to sign a government-to-government -government deal to buy 500,000 tons of wheat from Russia. U.S. weekly sales were not reported last week because of a technical glitch in the reporting system. We suspect that the strong U.S. dollar kept new purchases at bay. Now for some of the most important news that happened last week. This morning, Statistics Canada released their first production numbers of the 2022 Canadian crop. Canadian all-wheat production was put at 34.6 million tonnes, compared to analysts' 34 million tonne estimate. This is a 12.3 million tonne increase from last year, and the second largest crop in the past nine years. Spring wheat, excluding Durham, was put at 25.6 million tons. This is 160,000 tons more than what analysts were expecting, and 57% more than last year's drought-stricken crop. Spring wheat yield was put at 52.7 bushels per acre. Canadian Durham production is expected to be 6.5 million tons, compared to analysts' expectation of 5.9 million tons. The average Durham yield is expected to be 40.6 bushels per acre. The Statistics Canada report was overall neutral to bearish, but futures markets are not seeming to notice. Spring wheat futures are currently up 20 cents on the day. These estimates by Statistics Canada were based off of data using satellite imagery that was taken up to July 31st. There is currently sharp debate among analysts as to whether production potential has increased or decreased since then. Harvest is well underway in Saskatchewan, where 6% of the crop is harvested, and is just getting started in Manitoba, where 1% of the crop is harvested. Alberta agriculture is expecting yields in Alberta will be 53.2 bushels per acre, up from their previous estimate. Canadian producers delivered 191,000 tons of grain into the Canadian elevator system, a slight uptick from the previous weeks as some new crop is likely starting to enter the system. Exports were low at 130,000 tons. There is still just under 1.8 million tons of visible supplies in the Canadian system. Canadian grain exports are going to fight for capacity against high-priced coal movement, which we fear will take priority over egg exports. 
According to the Ag Transport Coalition, CN and CP Rail supplied 91% of the hopper cars ordered in week 2. This compares to not the 97% of the previous week. The decline in performance was due to CN supplying just 79% of the ordered cars in week 2. This is the first time that CN's order fulfillment has fallen below 90% since April. We continue to be concerned about Canadian rail performance this year and remind you that it would not hurt to have a conversation with your local elevator company as to when you plan to haul this fall as per your contracts. As far as the Durham market, Canadian Durham yields seem to have been mixed, their pooler yields being reported in west central Saskatchewan, but yields are generally stronger in the south. Durham bids have been following seasonal patterns. They'll drift lower into harvest before recovering in November and December. There'll be lots more Canadian Durham than last year, but small harvests in the EU and Africa will cause export demand to be strong. Over to the US. Winter wheat harvest in the US is 95% complete, up 5% from last week. 46% of the US spring wheat crop has been harvested. Durham harvest is 38% complete in Montana. Yields have been extremely poor, and we have heard of many yields in the single digits. Durham harvest in North Dakota, however, is 23% complete, and yields are much stronger there. There was some rain in the U.S. winter wheat belt, but overall it remains dry. Planting will start in the next few weeks. Over to Australia. Wheat markets in Australia were quiet. Futures prices closed higher on the week, but there was very little cash demand. In Argentina, Badge lowered the condition of Argentina's wheat crop by another percent to 18% good to excellent. This compares to 32% last year. They have not updated their production number. Harvest in Argentina will start in November, and the USDA's current production number for Argentina is 19 million tons. This is down from 22.5 million tons last year, but we still think it is quite too high. In India, India's government issued a statement last week that they do not plan to import wheat this year. We will see. India's ban on flour exports came into effect last week. In China, China's drought continued to deepen last week. The worst affected areas continue to be along the Yangtze River, where a significant portion of their rice crop is grown. Significant losses in their rice production are being reported, which may lead to additional wheat imports. In the European Union, the EU Commission increased their soft wheat production number by 2 million tons to 126 million tons. Exports were unchanged at 36 million tons, so the entirety of the increase in production was added to their ending stock number. Protein levels of the French wheat crop are lower than last year. 27% of the wheat samples tested have protein levels less than the 11% minimum for milling markets. 58% of the crop is below the 11.5% protein level, which is normally the minimum for export. The EU remains dry ahead of planting season. There is some rain in the 14-day forecast, but we will see if this comes into fruition. And finally, the Black Sea. Planting season in Ukraine will start next month, but it is not apparent how much of the crop will be planted. It is estimated that 40% of Ukraine's winter wheat area is under Russian control. 
In addition to this is a general lack of money for inputs and local wheat prices that are below the cost of production. Current estimates for planting losses are ranging from 30 to 75 percent depending on the region. 33 vessels have now left Ukraine's ports and there are another 20 plus ships waiting to be loaded. So far, just 100,000 tons of wheat has been shipped. Russian prices fell last week as the crop increasingly looks like it'll be close to the 100 million ton level. This compares to the USDA's 88 million ton number. A crop of that size would result in 55 million tons worth of exportable surplus, but capacity limitations will not allow for this. The current pace of Russian exports is an annualized 32 to 34 million tons. In conclusion, wheat markets will continue to follow corn as there is little wheat-specific news. Wheat demand remains slow, and winter wheat harvest is wrapping up in the northern hemisphere, and Canada's harvest is progressing well, so production amounts are essentially accounted for in the market. Argentina's drought will need to be watched, as well as planting conditions in the EU, US, and Ukraine. But until next time, this is Michael Wilton with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook. You can find the complete mercantile report online at saskwheat.ca.